And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Today on the show, Swallowed. Uh, I speak to director Carter Smith about this soon-to-be-released gay horror. And this is back with a new edition of Queer Story for you this week on For Trans People. Uh, all that more today, right here on Shout Out. We ought to start it's chorus. So, so sedate when it's not Lara, isn't it? Have you noticed? Yeah. Well, I think we have should have the team as a choir. As a choir? Yeah. A barbershop quintet, we could be, couldn't we? <laughs> well, you can't me, I, I can't sing if I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I my life uh, depended on you it. You and me both. I can't sing either, but I was about to think, think you were going to say Barbara Streisand there. What, can't Barbara Streisand sing? Oh, That's a bit of an allegation. No, can, Barbara, can we have Barbara Streisand sing? Oh, right. That, that was a, a tangent. That was a tangent. <laughs> Maybe she'll perform at a future was pride. not expecting it, Barbara Streisand to be mentioned right there. Or it could be Duck Sauce. Duck Sauce. Yes, yes. which of course is the song that mentioned Barbara, Barbara Streisand. Yes. He goes plinkety plunkety plunk Barbara Streisand Yes <laughs> Which is actually <laughs> from But it's Boney M's I Want to Go Home It's where the baseline comes from But she's yeah. not LGBTQIA is she? I think she's is a big Barbara Streisand she, she might be an actually, I yeah. think she's quite 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 a oh, well, um, gay icon isn't she? She's yeah. not oh, yeah. she is a gay yeah. icon yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not quite as big as Shirley Bassey but yes no. she is I know Or Kylie What constitutes a gay icon though I was putting somebody right the other day They said David Beckham He's a gay icon And I said Well since the guitar business yeah, Maybe not no. But also He's a, a gay pinup. You know I mean A lot of a lot of good looking guys Are gay pinups, But they're not icons Icons are usually no. women Women who've been through struggle Billie Holiday Judy Garland Those Judy are gay Garland, icons Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Friends of Dorothy was the term that became slang for, you know... Homosexual. Uh, are people. you gay? Yeah. You're a friend, you? a friend of Dorothy. Or, or, being a, or being one of the family. One of the family. What I still from, use, yeah, well, I don't know where that comes from. I always say, are they family? You know, if I'm talking to a gay person about somebody else. Are they, are they family? So this week when, of course, um, uh, the lovely Paula Grady sadly was um, laid, to, laid rest. to rest. Lovely, lovely looking funeral. They, they had... Dogs lining the procession because, of course, he was a big advocate. I think it was um, Bassy Dogs Home, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. Um, yes. And uh, they, they had all the dogs out from there to line, line the streets. Yeah, um, very nice. Lots of uh, lovely man, famous yeah. people in, in very attendance. Popular. Very popular. Um, and the same week that um, Elon Musk blew up his own tel- um, rocket. <laughs> He did. Well, maybe he didn't actually push the button. No, we were talking about this off air, weren't we? It it, it was programmed that if certain things went wrong, it would just self-destruct. And the self-destruct it did. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of money to lose. It is, but he wasn't even confident that it would actually work this time. And he said, we're expecting a fail, but we'll learn a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, it didn't take off on its first one, did it? No, it was was delayed. Yeah. Mm. 
because of a faulty valve. Yeah, the I think, top I think half it was a bit more than the faulty valve, by the way. <laughs> by the way, time, yeah. <laughs> but the top half's been up, but mm. not on the same rocket as lifted uh, today. No, they reckon it'll go next time. And his so. short time period as well. He reckons he's going to go up again in, in one month. Wow! Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Hello, sorry, the air conditioning's just kicked in in case you can hear that in the background. <laughs> Someone's obviously put it on max. That's because it's hot in here because it is warm there's in here, a isn't lot it? of hot There's a lot people. of us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, an eclipse over in um, Australia, yeah, yeah. where all three aligned. You had the moon and the sun and the earth. Total eclipse of the sun. Yeah, Are you going to sing that then, Terry? I'm going to say that uh, <laughs> I will be having a total eclipse of the heart later on during the programme. Um, waving my arms around like Bonnie Tyler. And of course, we were also hoping to speak to them um, this week, but um, the Bisons won their, um, um, not competition, what do you call it? The league. League, league. yeah. Yeah, they did. So congratulations to, to them. Nice bunch of lads, yeah. So yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll manage to catch up with them. So, yeah. But yeah, I've got a lovely piece later on on a, on a gay horror Called gay Swallowed. Mm. Yeah, I've gay, seen gay uh, horror. Did you watch the movie? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it was really good. Yeah, I promised I won't give any secrets about no certain things. Well, although although he then said at the end of the interview, he said I'll be saying it all over. I don't know why I said you couldn't say it. So, but but well, it's kind of better um, if you don't know the yeah, horror bit of it. Indeed. Well, the press pack was um, looked interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, so he, he was a lo- lovely, lovely guy to chat to. He's, d- he's done a few films, and um, mm. you know, you'll hear me talking to him about that, and you know, why he chose um, gay characters for it. Because it's, it's it's nice. It's one of those that um, um, it's coming out. By the way, I think it's the the twenty fourth. I can't remember. I've got my notes in front of me. It's around that time. It's available on digital download. I will warn you, it will be an eighteen because it has some quite graphic uh, nudity in it. But um, um, I asked him why he chose the gay characters because it's quite incidental to it. You, you could have done it w- without. Um, and he gives a really nice um, um, response to that question. So, but I'll leave that for the interview later on. For you. Yep, and as is back, <coughs> queer, we haven't had a queer story for a long no. time. Oh, and, um, I was thinking that when I was editing Well, it. she was writing it last night and um, she was a bit stuck over it. She'd found quite a few um, trans people that... Um, had their heads above the parapet well and truly in history and so she's actually done four because she couldn't choose <laughs> cool so well, it's not nice Good to have queer, to queer yeah. stream back so um, but yeah no it's uh, nice and of course um, it's not far off Eurovision is it that's uh, coming round fast no and we're going to be having a special for Eurovision and we've got Ollie coming in who's a Eurovision nut um, Eurovision nut uh, (laughs) I can see Ollie hashtagging now (laughs) I'm a Eurovision nut it'd be like I'm a Eurovision nut (laughs) um, uh, Ollie runs Bath Sound uh, our partner station Bath Radio Radio. Uh, it's called Bath Sound now Oh, is it? Is it? Name? They must have changed it because yesterday I listened to it and it said Bath Radio. Yeah, the well, their so social media. It. Yeah, their social media <laughs> changed a few weeks ago. Excellent. Maybe they cannot afford to change the jingles just yet. Lovely. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Bath Sound and uh, yeah. it's a lovely. good community channel it is as well. Yeah, yeah. it's lovely that you take share as it is with all, all of our yeah. stations. Yeah. It was really nice at the awards to meet quite a few people from the other stations. You know, like Truck, for example, and mm. Medway. Medway Pride, uh, yeah, yeah. which was which was great. Hello. If you're listening Gary over, over that, that, yeah, those yeah. ways. 
Yep, and um, we were, we were hoping to have Darren actually for the Eurovision special, but uh, Darren is actually going to be in Liverpool <laughs> at the event. Oh, is he? Yeah, so he oh, that's, I'm, I'm kind of quite pleased to hear that because I saw him post on Facebook saying that he'd gone to try and get a ticket and they went so quick he couldn't get one. Mm. So um, if he's managed to get one, that's great because mm. um, uh, they did sell out in yeah. like seconds. Oh, and they? Bristol Pride are partnering with um, with someone I can't remember who, but there's going to be a huge outdoor um, arena area with a huge screen showing Eurovision so that'd be a good party atmosphere yeah oh nice cool. I, I think they do show it sometimes um, in, it's, it's not Millennium Square it's the next one isn't it um, no it is Millennium Square yeah it is Millennium Square yeah, yeah where the the silver ball is yeah because they do um, um, the um, cricket and the like there as mm. well and put out all the deck chairs yeah. so. and of um, course across the country they're going to have huge screens up aren't they in town squares yes. and parks and yes. yeah yeah, and and uh, it's all going to be reused from the coronation, I think, the way the way that's going mm. as well, because that's in a couple of weeks' time, isn't yeah, it? The coronation, yeah, just over two weeks, yeah. and ninety nine percent of the audience are going to be LGBTQIA. Well, for the coronation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's I've seen Westminster Abbey yeah. packed full of queens. Yeah, so, I like that <laughs> idea. so anyway, um, uh, let, let's kick it off. Um, we'll be back in a minute. We're quiz free, so stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Shout Out. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Queerstory. Today I am sharing some stories of four incredible trans people delving into their histories and their achievements. Trans people have existed as long as human societies have existed. Often the ones that we know about the most, though, are the more recent trans people. So today I'm going to be talking to you all about Lucy Hicks Anderson, Charlie Parkhurst, Sir Lady Java and Dr Alan L. Hart. Lucy Hicks Anderson, an African-American woman, was born in 1886 and was one of the earliest recorded demonstrators for marriage equality. Lucy knew from a very young age that she was a girl. She told her parents how she felt and that she wanted to be called Lucy. They immediately took her to see a doctor, and amazingly considering the time, the doctor told the parents to accept her and fully support her, along with respecting her pronouns and name change, allowing her to transition with their full love and support. As Lucy got older, she decided to move to California, where she fell in love and married Clarence Hicks. They were both astute business people and decided to buy and run a brothel. However, their marriage ended in 1929, and she later married a soldier named Reuben Anderson. They lived a very happy life up until the following year, when an outbreak of venereal disease in the Navy was traced back to Anderson's brothel. The local doctor examined all the women working there, which included the 59-year-old Anderson. The doctor decided to share his findings with the public, which led to charges of perjury for, quote, lying, end quote, on her marriage licence and fraud for receiving money as the wife of a soldier. Anderson became the first trans woman to defend her identity in court, saying, I defy any doctor in the world to prove that I am not a woman. I have lived 
dressed and acted just as what I am, a woman. She and her husband were both sentenced for jail time, but not only did she have to serve jail time, she was also given an additional 10 years of probation, which prohibited her from wearing women's clothes. When they were released from jail, the couple were told that they could no longer live in Oxnard, and so they settled together in LA, where they led a quiet life until Lucy's death in 1954. And now I move on to talking with you about Charlie Parkhurst, also known as One-Eyed Charlie. He was a famous American rancher in the 1800s. Born and raised in an orphanage in New England until just before turning 18, he ran away. As many Americans did during this time, Charlie followed the gold rush out west and built a reputation as one of the greatest stagecoach drivers running over Mount Madonna on the west coast. He gained his nickname One-Eyed Charlie after he was kicked in the left eye by a horse that had been startled by a rattlesnake. Charlie was only outed after his death. And now Sir Lady Java. Java rose to fame in the 1960s as an entertainer and exotic dancer renowned for her perfect hourglass shape. She was born in 1943 and transitioned at an early age with the full support of her mother. As a young adult, she began dancing and singing in local nightclubs, and in her mid-twenties, she moved to L.A., becoming associated with stars like Red Fox, Sammy Davis Jr. and Richard Pryor. She was performing at Red Fox's famous club, and it's rumoured that her and Davis Jr. were a couple for a while. In 1967, the LAPD began shutting down Java's famous performances, citing a local law prohibiting impersonation by means of costume or dress, a person of the opposite sex. In response, she picketed the club and hired the American Civil Liberties Union to overturn the ruling. Eventually, it was overturned in 1969 after a separate dispute with another party, but she was instrumental in this change. And lastly, Dr. Alan L. Hart. Alan was born in 1890 and from a very young age he had secretly identified as a heterosexual male. Though he dated several women throughout college, he largely kept his feelings hidden. Then one day, plagued by a phobia that was unrelated to his gender identity or sexual orientation, he sought help from his university's medical school professor, Dr. J. Alan Gilbert. Suspecting that Hart was struggling with something much deeper, Gilbert encouraged him to confide in him. After two weeks of deliberation, Hart returned to the doctor and revealed his entire life story. At first, Hart believed that he should seek psychiatric help in an attempt to convert himself into a conventional woman. But it didn't work, and finally Hart stopped the process, as he came to the realisation that if the conversion did work, then he would no longer think, feel, or act like a man, a thought that repulsed him. And it was at this time that he began to fully accept and embrace the fact that he was a man. After treatment proved itself unveiling, he came with the request that I help him prepare definitely and permanently for the role of the male in conformity with his real nature all these years, Gilbert stated, and continued to say, a hysterectomy was performed, his hair was cut, a complete male outfit was secured for him, and he made his exit as a female and started as a male, with a new hold on life and ambitions worthy of his high degree of intellectuality. He went on to become an incredible part of the work on tuberculosis, radiology and social issues within public health care in the USA. He's now recognised as one of the first trans people to have had a hysterectomy as part of his transition, though of course the medical transition is in no way a required part of being a trans person.
While he did manage to live his life as a man, he found himself constantly running away from places where he found people he had known before his transition, for his safety. Sadly, he faced many hardships throughout his life. In 1918, he quietly began practicing in the tiny coastal town of Gardiner, Oregon, but again he was recognised and felt he had no other choice but to move on. Hart wrote four medical novels throughout his life. His first, Dr. Mallory, is set in Gardiner and features a fictitious Dr. Gilbert who sheds light on Hart's real-life hurdles. Quote, she made good in every way until she was recognised, end quote. Dr. Gilbert says in Dr. Mallory, speaking of a female character, then the howding process began. Between 1918 and 1927, Hart worked as a doctor in seven different states, married and divorced Ina Stark, then graduated from the University of Pennsylvania with a master's in radiology in 1928 and bounced from state to state. When it came to outrunning gossip, he found he couldn't do it, Hart wrote of Sandy Farquhar, a gay male character in his 1936 novel The Undaunted. He went into radiology because he thought it wouldn't matter so much in a laboratory what a man's personality was. But wherever he went, scandal followed, and sooner or later his story would get around and then he'd be forced to leave. In the undaunted, Farquhar commits suicide, but Hart kept going and saved the lives of countless others. Hart was a pioneer in using chest x-rays to detect tuberculosis as Elliot Fishman, a radiologist at Johns Hopkins University. At that point, no one was really screening for TB. Sure, if you were coughing up blood, you would get x-rays, but no one was getting ahead of the disease. One in four patients had TB. Many of them were asymptomatic. Because of heart, doctors were able to treat patients before they had complications. And since TB is an infectious disease, he was able to separate TB patients from others to stop the spread. Tuberculosis was a very stigmatising disease, says Christina Fuss, a cardiothoracic radiologist. Because of his own story, I imagine he could really empathise with someone who was struggling with being labelled. Today, we still use x-rays to diagnose TB. They remain a hallmark of screening for TB. Hart really was a trailblazer. Hart lived out the rest of his life in West Hartford with his second wife, Edna Ruddick, before dying of heart disease at 71 on July 1st, 1962. In his will, Hart instructed an attorney to destroy the personal photographs and records he had stored in two locked boxes. But in 1976, historian Jonathan Katz identified Hart as H in Gilbert's 1920 case study and unearthed the doctor's story. Six years later, Edna Hart died, leaving the majority of her estate to the Medical Research Foundation of Oregon in honour of her late husband. And that brings me to the end of this questory. I hope you have enjoyed hearing about these incredible people just as much as I enjoyed learning about their lives and their achievements. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's a Sibility. So, I did my usual, I shazammed it, but it was actually from one of the shows here on BCFM. So, 
bit of Afrobeat mm. style. Yeah. yeah. And before that, it was I wrote a song, which is May Miller, which is our uh, Eurovision entry. Eurovision yeah. entry. Douze pas. Douze pas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. That'd be very nice. Well, we it? came so close last time. Yeah. Let's just hope that it goes with yeah. us. Yeah. The Liverpool um, magic. But yeah, it's going to be quite a nice um, um, kind of um, mix because it's part Ukraine, part UK, isn't it? It is. Uh, this it is, this yes. coming one. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, should we get some news headlines? Yes, why not? This is Showtech News on Thursday, the 20th of April. Alan Lewis of Sigma Tech Analysis writes in the Guardian newspaper of the dangers of artificial intelligence as the first computer simulcrums pass the legendary Turing test. Proposed by the brilliant gay mathematician and computer theorist Alan Turing in 1950 to judge the abilities of machines, we now live in a world where advanced chatbots can hoodwink humans into believing they are dealing with a real person. Alan Turing would have been impressed, but his formulation also contains a warning as we move into a world where computers can mimic humans. Mr Lewis writes... As with other significant technologies that have an impact on human civilization, the development and deployment of AI often proceeds at a rate far faster than our ability to understand all of its effects, leading to sometimes undesirable and unintended consequences. We need to explore these consequences before diverting, diving sorry, into them with our eyes shut. The problem, he concludes with AI, is not that it is neither artificial nor intelligent, but that we may blindly trust it. The Earth for All network of scientists and economists have published a new paper that suggests that given current trends towards greater equality for all genders, the global population will peak at around 8.6 billion around the year 2050, but will thereafter fall again towards a more manageable 6 billion at the end of the current century. With more individuals receiving ample education, overall birth rates should theoretically lessen, with more women encouraged to pursue careers and being informed on the costs and ramifications of bearing more children. West Midlands-based LGBT plus digital network Gorgeous Radio reports that plans are coming together for Wolverhampton Pride, which takes place on Saturday the 10th of June. The stars taking part in the celebrations at Old Market Square in the town centre are BBC Radio 2 presenter Scott Mills, Bagger Chips and The Fizz. In addition to these amazing headliners, they will have the UK's first openly transgender rapper, Nate Ethan Watson, the classic tribute act Elton Fantastic, performing all of Elton's biggest hits and a talented local musician called Alex Van plus more local acts and DJs still to be announced for details and parade information do visit them online at allthews.wolvespride.co.uk in European news, LGBTQIA Newswire Pink News report that French Minister for Education and Youth Sarah El Hari has come out as gay, making her the first gay woman to serve in French government. Sarah represents a small progressive party called the D- Democratic Movement. Pick News notes that the current coalition government of Emmanuel Macron is supportive of LGBTQIA freedom, but that the strength of the far right in France remains a problem. 
Radio Jackie in London reports that West Midlands police are looking to make more arrests over homophobic chants heard during a Wolves win over Chelsea in football on Easter Saturday. Both teams condemned the chants following the match. Three men were arrested on suspicion of a public order offence and have been bailed whilst the police investigation continues. In a statement, Chelsea FC branded, all forms of discriminatory behaviour are totally unacceptable. In faith news, the Utilitarian University... Universal, universalist sorry, movement, a religion that has emerged from the Protestant Christianity, liberal and progressive traditions, and encompasses a wide variety of humanistic theology, has strongly condemned the antics of the American right wing, who are engaged in post-truth project to that, they say, dismantle democracy itself. The International Unitarian Universalist Office has this to say. These issues of censoring education and the targeting of LGBTQIA+, communities and communities of other colour are not unrelated. They are intended to divide and make neighbours afraid of neighbour. They coincide with the effects, efforts to dismantle democracy and individual agency, all by pushing authoritarian policies that violate the sanctity of our homes, our bodies and our diverse religious beliefs. As a progressive faith, people of faith, we recognise that forces feeding these right, far-right efforts... Throughout history, we've seen these tactics before and it always leads to destruction and violence. However, Unitarian Universalists teach a different way. We know that we must create communities where we all feel safe and must belong. Our faith calls us to show up powerfully both pastorally, providing support and aid to all to our people and neighbours, and prophetically with committed organisation and bold moral courage. We're clear and unapologetic. Our LGBTQIA siblings are sacred, whole and divine. Our Unitarian Universalists, we understand that our full expression of diversity of gender and sexuality is a gift. Our commitment is to love and justice, to inclusive mystery and prophetic actions in deep and life and life affirming. We actively organise to promote the leadership of black, indigenous and people of colour communities. We work to end anti-black racism, organise for racial justice, disability justice, gender justice, LGBTQIA equality and support reproductive justice, climate justice and more. And finally, tributes have been paid to the long-standing activist Ada Bello, who was passed on at the age of 89. Based for most of her life in Philadelphia, Ada joined the early lesbian group The Daughters of Belitis and its successor, the Homophile Action League. Her work bridged the moderate, moderate lobbying of the pre-Stonewall homophile movement and the post-1969 more radical and militant gay liberation movement. She was one of the original organisers of the Philadelphia Gay Pride Parades in 1972 and 1973. Ada remained active throughout the AIDS crisis of the 80s and more recently helped found the LGBT Elder Initiative. She was honoured several times through her long life by LGBT plus campaigning organisations. That's it for this week's news. Why not keep in touch with one of the many LGBTQIA news feeds, podcasts and radio stations available? Just do an internet search and you'll get a choice of dozens. For Shout Out News, this has been Terry Starr. And I'm Tara Fraser. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. (laughs) 
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's uh, May Stevens and uh, If We Ever Broke Up. Oh, we won't, Andy. No, we won't. No, we shout out. Stay together. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of quite a nice laid back track, that one. Very nice. Oh, so. Nice for Sunday evening. Nice for Sunday evening. Yeah. Sunny evening. Oh, sunny evening. Yeah, yeah. nice sunny evening. Sorry, trip. I didn't have your mic loud enough there. But so. we go out at different times, so some people might be listening to us on the morning. Yes, yes. So, um, should we find out a little bit about gay horror? Swallowed. Mm, swallowed. So, coming to streaming um, and download, I believe, digital download on the 24th of uh, April this year is a new film called Swallowed. And joining me is uh, the director, um, Carter. Welcome to Shout Out. Yeah, uh, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, um, rather than me give a synopsis of your film, obviously it's been your passion for a while. Give our listeners an idea. What What's the film about? Yeah, so the film is a um, sort of small town uh, story about two best friends who, before one of them moves to L.A., they, they agree to deliver a package over the border into Canada um, on their sort of last hurrah night together. And um being a film like swallowed of course things go horribly wrong and you know it 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 all goes to shit <laughs> <laughs> where, where where did the idea come from i mean it's it's it was really nice to see a unique take on kind of things we've seen before yeah. but i've never seen it in that combination before i mean where, where did the idea come from yeah you know it, i had made a short film uh my first short film several years ago called bug crush and um so there was an element of that and it you know just a you know a small element and i just I, from the beginning I, when i was writing the script i just I, I i wrote with um the resources that i had available to me like the you know the cabin is my dad's fishing cabin that he built the you know the the white jeep that jenna malone's character drives is my jeep like so it was it was very much like it wasn't sort of like a big idea movie. It was okay. I'm going to write everything down that I have. I'm going to put it all on a, on index cards on the table, and then I'm going to figure out what story it is that I can make with these elements. And you know, knowing that that cabin is up by the Canadian border in the middle of paper company land, you know, it just sort of seemed like a natural fit to have, you know, a drug run gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, it's. It's described in the notes that I saw as as a horror, but I wouldn't say it's a scary horror as such. Yeah, what kind of genre I mean, would you call it? I mean, I always thought about it as horror when I was writing it, and then I wouldn't when, like it to happen to me. I hasten to yeah, add. No, it's, <laughs> it's definitely horrific. Some of the stuff that happens, yeah. but I mean, it also has elements of this sort of backwoods crime thriller. Like you know, I think that there's there's something. Um, you know, it's 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 not a demon or some supernatural. There's none of that. It's very grounded, and it's sort of, um, you know, it's just like a half step removed from reality and what um, what might happen, you know, to anyone who's in that situation. So, like, you know, for me, I, that that's even more frightening is knowing that you know probably there is something similar to what's happening in this film that's happening somewhere, and um, that's horrifying. Yeah, I guess it, it, it's quite possibly possible it is yeah. happening somewhere in, in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, so what, what made you choose to make the characters gay? Because what was quite nice about it is 
it's one of those films where they just happen to be gay. It's not central to yeah. to the plot. And it's really nice to see movies like that where there is that inclusion, um, but it's not the entire focus of it. Because it, it's just kind of like incidental that they are. But yeah. was there a reason you wanted it to be a, a, a gay couple? Well, exactly. I mean, exactly what you just said, you know, I mean, it is, it is just that I'm, I'm tired of seeing, you know, queer films where it's all about being queer. Like yeah. I like you know, the, the idea that, you know, this story could happen to anybody. And the fact that the, you know, the one main character is, is gay is that's part of who he is and it's, he's comfortable with it. And it's sort of, you know, it, it doesn't, necessarily you know drive the story it's not the you know it's not the the driving force and and you know with mark Patton's character you know seeing a gay villain like is um like that is is something we don't get a lot of you know and i and i and i thought that that was kind of fun to explore like a completely different side of of you know benjamin he, the main characters he know. does it very well i have, yeah, I have to say yeah. he comes across as really nice and really sinister all at all at the same time it's yeah there's a double there's a double-edged sword with that guy for sure you know which was was super fun to play with <laughs> so what what's 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 the plan with it it goes to general release on digital download 24th yep. of april are you taking it around any of the festivals and yeah we've been we've done uh this is sort of the 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 tail end of the festival uh run we just played at the bfi um we played at fright fest uh, last year so it's we've done this sort of the festival route and now it's finally time for people to you know be able to watch it on their own without coming to a festival screening cool. so how does that work it says digital download is it i mean is that things like netflix and the like or is it like a uh, no it won't be it, it'll be places where you where you can rent or or buy movies so you know like the itunes and the amazon iTunes. like the you know the the um, the rentals and purchase ones as opposed to Netflix. Cool. I guess that must make it a lot easier these days releasing a film as well. We have the digital ways of doing it rather than I mean, getting it out physically. It's accessible. You know, it's accessible to people everywhere, which is always nice. I mean, you make a movie like this with, you know, eight or nine people in the woods in the remote northern Maine and then like think, wow, people all over the world are going to be able to watch this just by clicking a button and, and renting it, which is which is kind of amazing. Yeah. So what's what's next? Would you consider a a, a sequel? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I think I, I've I've made another movie uh, earlier this year, um, or well, I guess end of last year, uh, called The Passenger uh, for Blumhouse, which will come out uh, later this summer. So I've I've got I've got one already done, and then now I'm just kind of taking a break and trying to figure out what's next. Um, you know, I, I love horror. I love you know, all things sort of dark and disturbing. So it'll definitely be in that world, but um, I'm not quite sure. Cool. Well, so listen, we'll, we'll maybe. <laughs> well, that's the thing these days. You, you can do lots, can't you? Because you could also do a prequel, I, I guess. Yeah. With, with it, because there, there's yeah. so much story there. You end up with a lot of questions in it. Like, well, how did they get to that? And although yeah. some of it's explained, you still don't fully know. Yeah, you don't, what, you're not given all the information. No. Like there's, a, there's a much bigger story going yeah. on here than what's in the film. It, the film is just a piece of it. Yeah, yeah, and it does leave you wanting that that bit more. I mean, I, I felt very sorry for him, but very glad at the same time. But yeah. it still left me with a lot of questions, which I guess is kind of good movie making. Yeah, yeah. If you walk out going, I want to know what 
happened there or what happened there and I, i'm trying not to say what happened because i don't want to ruin it for the listeners you know yeah, um, yeah. but that, that's why we always try and say you know would you consider then doing another one that explains some of those stories or goes off on a tangent that kind of thing so. yeah well i'm not a fan of explaining necessarily but i do love the idea of like you know following benjamin to la as he uh, launches his career in porn and you know what what might happen there <laughs> yeah yeah i mean for me the one i would like to know is how um i forget his name but the the, the baddie in it um how he Itch, got into yeah. that and yes and discovered what he discovers you yes. know because that yeah. left me with a hundred questions yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so, anyway well, that's what i have an answer for that. that that's that's like i've got questions about that too but i love that i love that uh you know it's not it's not all spelled out necessarily yeah well like i say it's, it seems it, it's good when a movie leaves you wanting more so you know yeah. um i think that's a credit to you i think it's very well done so Thank anyway you. listen it's been lovely talking to you um 24th of april um this comes out on um all good download sites so um, um we'll try and put some links up we'll also make sure that we put the link to the trailer um up when our podcast goes up um uh, on the website uh, but for now um carter thank you very much for joining us great thank you so much <laughs> Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out LGBT radio for you. There you go. That was um, Narcisco, and um, I, I don't know if it's Rena or Reiner, um, but it's uh, Mashonga, um, is the surname, and that is from the film Swallows. That, that was kind of like the, the soundtrack to it. Excellent. Good old Shazam, you think? Yes, yes. <laughs> Other products are available. <laughs> yes. Just ask your AI chatbot or something. Yeah. Or, or, ask, or ask your phone if you have a particular model of. Uh, a favourite phone from the Alphabet Company. This weekend, the the government, here in the UK anyway, is sending around some emergency uh, notification thing to, I think, everyone on 4G and 5G and maybe not the other. It's to all um, uh, mobile devices Mm. that are reasonably modern so it's a system that the americans have had for decades and decades yeah. um, it's an emergency broadcast system in, yeah, in effect yeah. um and of course if you're in a country that's used to it um you, you kind of know about it i think the worry here is there's a lot of people who because it's brand new we're very behind the times putting yeah. it in yeah. um there's a lot of people they're very concerned about you know like if you might be the victim of domestic abuse or something i was going to raise a, that have yes. another phone yeah. um i believe the official guidance is turn it off right. because and if it, it is off um it won't it won't do it Good but apparently yeah. it's very loud it makes your phone go off like a siren Right, um, so be prepared for yeah. Sunday afternoon, and if you do have a, a a phone, you know, which is private, and you don't want, you know, an abusive partner mm. or anybody like that to know about, then turn it off. Yeah. And there is guidance on. I think the Women's Aid website yeah. has some yeah. information. I about mean, that it, it does. It has a very good good um it's a very it has some very good use cases and it's been very instrumental in helping a lot of things in in america you know if a tornado is coming in they can send out an alert to make sure people can evacuate in time and you know if a kid goes missing they can say in a particular area there's a missing kid in case you see them or you know okay. if some if someone elderly um um who's you know goes missing, goes missing or something they, they, they use it for things like that i don't right. know how far reaching the uk one is going to be because this is 
the first test of it but the phones have actually had the technology in it for decades mm-hmm. so, so if you hear a siren go off don't worry the yes. bomb isn't about to dive no. on your house <laughs> no 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 mm. so. that was the 70s that was oh the 80s wasn't it yeah that's Steph, I, I've, got to, I've got to ask you because we, we've talked a few times about Disney and, and the whole kind of like what's going on over there with oh, the Floridian um, mayor who um, was trying to take away Disney's autonomy, which uh, is yeah. quite a unique thing to Disney. Actually, they've been kind of like self-governing since the inception. Um, and he tried to pass a law and then it kind of backfired because they used a very old... <laughs> Um, ex-colonial law didn't they which they means did yeah um, until the last survivor of King Charles dies plus something like 21 years um, then they have the rights to that area which yeah. was their own county oh, that's going to infuriate the Republicans that. isn't it he yeah. was kicking it, off big style it, it did absolutely um, it, it um, absolutely crucified them now DeSantis is a, a right wing um, Christian fundamentalist yes so and he's got a new plan he's hatched, doesn't he, to try and get back at this? He's an absolute fruit loop. And <laughs> he's thrown his rattle out the pram. But, uh, because Disney have got one over on him, he's, uh, he's like, he's, sulking. Yeah. So he's going to build a prison next to Walt Disney World. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And he said that's not the end. They're looking at uh, refuse uh, places, um, incinerators. Oh, well, it's, it's He's going to so surround messy. Disney with, with mm. basically, Floridian... Well, I should well, say there, there are plenty of solutions to those. If you think about it, uh, a, a famous Wallace and Gromit uh, film has a solution to a prison. Painting it to look like a zoo. Yeah, but I don't think Disney will be able to get no. their hands on it. <laughs> it would just be outside their property. He's running along with Donald Trump, isn't he, for, for president? He is, but already Trump's um, sort of uh, having a go at him, which is so, very weird. They're the same party, and they're the same Christian fundamentalist fascists, and yet they're having a bit of a punch-up. Well, do you want to know who... Hopefully they kill each other. There's a third name in that running that is... Um, I've got the article up on, on Pink News uh, oh, dot, it, dot com at the moment. That there's another person whose name you might recognise that is I, running. I was going to say, if it's I, if I, pay for gay, is it? It's uh, Joey Exotic, the oh. Tiger King. Oh no! Do you remember the Tiger yeah, King yeah, yeah. that we all watched oh in um, on Netflix? Um, well, a, a goodbye, ba- <laughs> goodbye, United States. Nice knowing you. Ba- basically, <laughs> basically, and he says, and I quote, and I'm really sorry because you're not going to like this because it is very transphobic. But um, he says, just for the record, a woman has a vagina, a man has a penis, a man cannot get pregnant, and I don't care how many surgeries you have, you are still inside. Uh, uh, sorry, you are still inside the sex you were born, and that is my policy. Basically, the so, Republican yeah. Party's uh, policy. Yeah. And, and the article reads, it's basically just an anti-trans rant he goes on, yeah. saying that all gay people should, you know, stop, like, pushing things down people's, you know... There was, um, a, yeah. there was a warning about Florida this week, wasn't there? It came out I saw on Twitter. Yeah, the, um, Equality Florida. In fact, yeah. I've been in touch with them, so hoping to get them on the show, but they've given a travel warning for yeah. LGBTQIA people not to travel to Florida. Yeah. Mm. It's it a real is, shame it's because a shame, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real big destination. It's lovely. Know. Been over there about 25 times. Yeah. Yeah. Love um, Disney. It's not good for kids because my daughter's got a friend at college there and it's just really hard. Yeah. 
really yeah, hard. I can imagine. And it's getting worse well, because there's he's... no excuse that you can get bullied now when there's no comeback. Yeah. Well, no. it's basically what's happening here, Tara. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? You yeah. know, in, um, in every right wing government. I think, I, I'm, I hope, because I think young people, on the other hand, won't tolerate it. I think this is like a death row of an, a generation that mm. don't want to understand. Yeah. The last apparently, yeah. 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 apparently, this is a known phenomenon that. Um, um, th- equality and the more left side of things get stronger and then especially when you have the things like Brexit, the credit crunch um, uh, all, all those kind of yeah. things yeah. there is a kind of like bounce back to well, the right there's another, ten, yeah. you know, and that's that's right. another generation you know. now available to vote and I don't think they'll be I think they'll be quite vermin in the voting you know yeah. fingers crossed yeah. 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 there's going to be see. part of that there's going to be an independent look into the um, what happened with Brexit yep yeah, the, the actual costs, because it looks as though the actual no costs of Brexit same. are costing us more than it was to actually be in the EU. Oh, yes, yes. Well, economists said that way before Brexit. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. Johnson was going around with his bus with, like, we'll save 13 million a day for the NHS or whatever it was, uh, everyone was saying there's no way that's true. Mm. Absolutely no way that's true. You also have, I was going to say on that subject, you also have the interesting thing about voter ID um, for the yeah, upcoming yeah. Yeah. elections, which apparently is, possibly could mean that there are lots of older people who are not able to vote because they have no form of photographic ID. Yeah, you can apply for one, can't you? You um, can do, but the deadline has already passed. Yeah. 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 But the deadline's passed to apply yeah. for the, right. uh, the actual... Um, and you need an ID as a computer as well. Yes. So I mean, it does. It's a double whammy there, mm. isn't it? If you're older, because mm. they'll, you know, my, my mom be. It's pretty appalling though for trans people. If you have your ID in your birth gender and yet you've transitioned, and you've got to go to a poll, presenting as say female, um, but you've got male ID. I mean, that's embarrassing. Why do we need that all of a sudden? It, was, it worked a, fine been before. This is a straight out of the American playbook. Well, it's, it, it, yeah. it is basically to ensure that a particular party do not get unelected. Mm. It's, it's been why it's done, because they think that, oh, yes, it means that certain parts of the voting population will all turn out, yeah. but they're being excluded from voting. So. Yeah. yeah, young people, people with student cards rather than passports and things like that will be so disenfranchised on, so on the website they there, tend is, to vote left. there is a list of all the things mm. you can use yeah. for ID so anyway anyway uh, yeah, that is it for this week as always you can catch up on this show and many others online uh, all our shows are available on all good podcast services as well as we put them up on our own website shoutoutradio.lgbt if you'd like to get involved in LGBT radio we're on the hunt for you get in touch on socials or our website uh, next week it's West End Divas mm-hmm. yeah uh, for myself from Terry from Andy from Tara and Steph for her. Say bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you.